You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. After the market closed on Friday, the rating agencies gave the thumbs down, I suppose, is the best way to describe it, to the Republic of South Africa. With me now, Annabel Bishop, the chief economist at Investec in Johannesburg. What did they say? Why did they say it, Annabel? Well, you know, they they obviously gave us quite significant downgrades. And by that, I mean Fitch is now at double B minus, which is obviously very close to um, or the same as S&P, but, but now at the bottom of the rung of the double B category, so very close to the single B category. So, you know, th- that's quite key. And of course, you know, Fitch said that our downgrades are due to high and rising government debt exacerbated by the shock of the COVID-19 pandemic. And of course, um Moody's also said the assessment of the impact of the pandemic shock on the debt burden and, of course, indirectly by intensifying the country's economic challenges has also been its reason for downgrade. So, you know, not a very good outcome. No, not a good outcome, but is it like a set of company results? Firstly, we know it's retrospective. It's looking back at what has happened. But do they give a sort of forward-looking statement as well and say, but on the other hand, we think things might get better or some other type of guidance? What did they say after the event, if you like? Well, they actually both have us on a negative outlook. So the guidance they're giving us is further downgrades. Which isn't good. And what does that mean for the market? Because the market, when I say the market, I mean uh, specifically the currency market and also the bond market, because they seem to have behaved rather well. Almost as though to cock a snook at these rating agencies and say, tell us something we don't know. That's the feeling I get. Well, you know, I think they're just reacting very heavily to this market ebullience that we're seeing, you know, into risk assets generally, of course, obviously, including RAND, um, you know, risk assets. And by that, you know, obviously, we mean the fact that there's anticipation on markets. Look, market sentiment's very fickle, but there's the anticipation that, of course, you know, we could see a quicker economic recovery than previously expected. And as a consequence of that, obviously, you know, better returns and obviously, even um, sectors which had been, you know, negatively hit by COVID and were lagging in the recovery, those could start to recover now. So I think it's very much a vaccine-driven um, ebullience at the moment. But of course, as we know, market sentiment is very fickle and it could just turn around again. Yes, I do remember a case when South Korea was at its lowest ebb economically and also got a downgrade like this. And suddenly the market uh, took off and the economy started to take off. Obviously, <laughs> the two countries are very different, apart from the fact that they both begin with the word South, uh, South Africa and South Korea. But just let me sketch out an example now. There's a couple of chaps maybe at your desk, your primary dealing desk or your bond desk in London, and they've got a fund that invests in bonds worldwide, in emerging market bonds, and they look at this decision, their clients will have to say to them, we cannot invest in South Africa anymore because they've gone down another notch. So the selling starts. Is that the way it works? Well, you know, not really. If um, (laughs) the herd mentality (laughs) amongst all the market traders, you said, is one to buy risk at the moment because they're, they're, they're mm. fearful of losing out. And of course, you know, expecting a massive um, global recovery. And as a consequence of that, then obviously anticipating that um, they could obviously not be gaining as much as they didn't buy now at, at, at the low prices because, you know, things could rise a lot. So sadly, you know, there's many factors that go into it. But on the other hand, let me rephrase that question. Are people allowed to invest in South Africa as much as they were on Thursday? Certain people will have said, yeah, we, we, we like the prospects for the, for the country, but we're not allowed to because of our mandate. And we, when you get to this level of um, junk status, if that's a phrase that I'm allowed to use, then we can't do it. But when it r- rises again, then we'll be back in. Is that the way it works? You know, that is partly the way it works, but again, it depends very much on the mandate of the investment fund you talked about. And of course, you know, there are many that don't have a mandate like that. 
you know, yeah. or are not part of a fund. You know, so obviously there was that loss when South Africa fell out of the investment grade ratings with Moody's. I suppose perhaps, you know, looking at it now, there might be new mandates when it falls into single B, but at the moment it has not seemed to have had much of an impact at all. And of course, that's very concerning because that then gives a false sense of security and perhaps leads to the belief that South Africa can have further credit rating downgrades and they just don't matter. Yeah, I think the amount of liquidity that's being pumped into the system and the fact that there is $17 trillion worth of sub-0% bonds in in the world sloshing around, which people have been eating up, means that people say, well, okay, we were expecting this downgrade anyway, but let's have a little nibble at South African bonds and uh, add the RAND at the same time. But if things turn around, if interest rates start rising, if inflation starts rising in the so-called developed world, then maybe South Africa will be vulnerable, but we're just benefiting from a general risk on attitude at the moment. Well, that's exactly it, Lindsay. And of course, if we actually, you know, have a look at the situation where South Africa is today, you know, South Africa has seen foreigners buy 14.8 billion in domestic bonds. And that's, of course, net of sales. You know, they've sold um, 2.4 billion in equities, but still obviously for the month of November to date. I mean, that gives you perhaps around, you know, 12.4 billion in terms of net inflows into South Africa. Mm. As you said, that could turn very, very quickly and easily. Of course, huge amounts of money sloshing around. But it's, you know, it's a highly volatile situation. And they're in for the short-term gains. Let's not kid ourselves. They don't want to necessarily hold these bonds after 20 years, 10 years, even perhaps, you know, after five years. So you do see this um, differentiation in the yield curve. You do see this great steepness because they're worried about longer-term default. But in the short term, they're happy to buy and sell them. And, of course, you know, holding them in the short term, as you said, with um, – you know, South Africa's inflation is still quite low at the moment. You know, the RAND actually strengthening as opposed to weakening. You know, it's, it's quite attractive at the moment. So it just depends where, where, where the attraction is. Yeah, we've got a strong RAND a relative a relative to where it was at the end of March, where it was above 19 to the US dollar. Uh, we've got inflation under control, well below the mid-target of the South African Reserve Bank's Monetary Policy Committee. We've got PMI starting to rise. We've got GDP bouncing back. Unemployment, of course, is still horrific, but that's something we've almost become used to. So do you think we've seen the worst now? Do you think the rating agencies, the next time that they meet, whenever it is, are going to say, yeah, okay, positive outlook, but we'll, we'll keep South Africa at this level? Well, they can't. You know, they're, they're on a negative outlook. So that means they either have to return to a stable outlook or downgrade us. And, you know, they have obviously given the reasons why they would downgrade us. Further, um, you know, Fitch saying that um, – if South Africa's obviously, you know, doesn't see its revenue projections as we forecast, if obviously we see our continued um, rise in government debt and GDP, you know, all of those issues. And we, you know, the problem, Lindsay, is that we've, we've seen this every single year. You know, we've seen fiscal slippage and the debt to GDP ratio rising every single year. It's very hard to suddenly think this is now going to suddenly stop. So I think the rating agencies don't believe that we're going to consolidate our finances, hence the negative outlooks. So South Africa has obviously seen a significant deterioration in its bond yields and indeed the currency when you compare where we are now to 10 years ago. And I think we forget that, you know, we didn't see much market reaction at all on Friday's credit ratings, and that gives a false sense of comfort. But if we were to look 10 years ago, you could obviously see the rand then was below 10 rand to the dollar, closer to six to eight rand to the dollar. And of course, that really indicates that we were in, in the A grade category back then. The same for bond yields. You know, bond yields, which are close, which are closer to 10% now, we're closer to five, 6% back then. So all of these points really, you know, indicate to us that we have seen marked deterioration, but it's been such a slow, steady decline. You know, 
very much like the frog, you know, going into a pot of cold water, <laughs> into boiling water from that analogy. You know, the point really is here that, you know, it gives us a very, very false sense of comfort. We forget that we're slipping down the credit rating ladder. We're moving towards single B quite rapidly. You know, obviously on a negative outlook with um, the agency saying your next move will be to single B from Fitch and Moody's. And, of course, that then takes us to C-grade categories. And let's not forget that, you know, after C-grade comes D for default. So we're finding ourselves in a situation where we're inching closer to debt default in South Africa. Yeah, that's interesting. Ten years ago, we were A-grade. Now we're going towards D, which uh, doesn't mean uh, we, we've passed. It means we're going to default or potentially can default or the world perceives that we might default. But on the other hand, the markets, or the, rather the market participants, seem to like us. And I think that's because, A, they like emerging markets in general, and uh, B, they like South Africa because it is relatively liquid and relatively stable compared to, for example, uh, Turkey, Argentina, uh, Brazil, or wherever else you care to mention. To a certain extent, we are still, we're still right up there on the emerging market list. For the moment. You know, currently, and of course, market sentiment changes. Market sentiment can swing either way. I mean, we had massive foreign sell-off of South African government bonds this year. You know, November's really been the only month we've seen strong foreign purchasing um, <clears throat> since COVID-19, although there was some appetite, I think, around the middle of the year. So, you know, it just depends what market sentiment um, feels. If we'd had this cre these credit rating downgrades on Friday in a massive risk-off period, then obviously we would have seen substantially further um, weakness on the currency and in terms of bond yield. But we're not seeing that. We're, we're in a moment where, you know, there's expectation that the vaccine progress is going to accelerate. And, of course, everyone's worried about being left behind from an investment perspective. They're piling into risky assets. You know, your higher uh, returning assets. And as a consequence, South Africa is seen as favorable along with all the other emerging market economies. But, you know, there's also a concern as well that there are, um, that there's rising emerging market risk of um, sovereign crises because of all the debt that's obviously going up. And I think, you know, we mustn't forget that from a credit worthiness perspective, we're really measured in terms of how much debt we have. And, you know, the more debt we have, the less credit worthy we are. And of course, that then pushes us into lower credit ratings and, of course, closer to default. So it's at some point, it really will become highly problematic. And just because the markets are in great ebullience at the moment about the, um, <clears throat> you know, about, about risk taking doesn't mean this is going to last. Annabelle, thanks so much for your analysis. That's Annabelle Bishop, the Chief Economist at Investec in Johannesburg. <laughs> the views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer, or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision, and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.